This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. This show is about reviews, interviews, and my daily views. It's a story podcast about my life in Calgary, whatever, whenever. This show drops every Tuesday. Follow me on Instagram at Valerie J. Moss, on Pinterest at VJ Moss, and on Facebook at Valerie's Variety Pod. Today's show is about inspiration, being renewed, having a reflection on life and being with people that make you feel whole and grounded. Enjoy the episode. Today's show, I'm sharing some inspiration that I've been going through. It's been about five years since I went on a quilting retreat. Yes, people, I quilt. I used to go every year, sometimes twice, but lately life's been busy and work has held me back. And honestly, I hadn't been quilting or sewing as much since I closed my business. This girl needed a break. Turn the chapter. We had some severe life changes made some new goals. I went back to school, we moved, I cut off my hair, and more life-changing decisions. So quilting retreats and quilting in general was tabled. Recently, I regained my fire for being a quilter, called up couple of close friends from my sewing community life to see if they wanted to join me on a retreat. Dusted off my sewing machine, took out some kits, and I was ready and excited. We set off, car loaded with projects. I felt renewed and excited. When was the last time you felt renewed? A bit like your old self, feeling inspired and creative. A love to create, plan, change things up, like my dishes, as you know. I found this part of my creativity back, and I was excited and thrilled. We traveled about a couple hours from here. We nestled into this lodge in Coleman at the retreat house called Country Encounters. This place is run by a husband and wife team and family. It's a huge home, over 20 rooms, great facility, over 100 years old. Plus, they have a new modern hotel across the street. We stayed here in a lovely suite with two rooms, a fireplace, seating area, kitchen, gorgeous bathroom, with a computerized shower that was hilarious to figure out, and a claw-footed tub. Beds were cozy. It was a great place to rest after a hard day and night of quilting. We set up in this great room, boasting a wall of windows, fireplace, bar area that we used very well, as well as two lovely washrooms. Picture A-frame ceilings with exposed beams, 
tables, and sun mixed with women from all over Calgary, Trestamere, Strathmore, and Fernie. One thing about retreats is you get to know people at a different level. People feel comfortable to open up with you. You can have room conversations with everyone or just get to know the lady beside you. People are making gifts for friends, themselves, siblings, people dying of cancer. You just never know what the purpose is of their project. For me, I wanted to have a feeling of sisterhood back, and I got this. I wanted to sew and visit all night with great friends. I got this chance too. I wanted to finish a couple of projects. Here's what I worked on. Every bunny's welcome at the mosses. A very Easter themed quilt that I designed years ago in 2012. And I ran it as a mystery block of the month club through my store. I started and stopped so many times throughout the years. I got this quilt finished. Just needs the binding to be put on. It's full of hand-stitched Easter eggs and bunnies, chicks, applique on it. It's a great wall hanging for any room during the Easter season. The second one is an Easter bunny. This was a small wall hanging I started making, I think back in 2003. I've always wanted to finish it. I finally got the hand-stitching complete. Small, cute little bunny with big floppy ears protecting his Easter egg. The next project is a tuffet kit. My friend Allison, she bought these kits for us. Do you know what a tuffet is? It's kind of a short, fat footstool with little bun feet. They are put together in a striped assembly of fabric. Quite a stunning focal point in any room. You can sit on them as they are wide enough, approximately 18 inches across, and soft enough, approximately 18 inches tall, or just use them as a footstool. My hubby said you could put a hand-bashed copper plate on top and set a plant on it. Great idea, Jeff. The next one I worked on was called a plaid lap robe quilt. My mom actually put this together for me. It's all paper pieced with homespun plaids. Some of them are even my stepdad's shirts. It's such a cute quilt. I dug this out and got a few blocks put together. I have plans for this. I want to make it as a summer quilt for my bed. This quilt boasts a log cabin feel in any ultra modern room. What a focal point this will be. The next one is called Truly Scrumptious. This quilt holds a special place in my heart. Long before I had my beautiful daughter, London, I had suffered a miscarriage. Even to write this, I can fill tears. This was a block of the month I ran through my quilting store, Pastimes Online. If I fast forward five years later of trying, we finally, with outside intervention, conceived, then failed, then conceived and planted a little girl. So while I made this quilt all these years prior, I made this with the hopes one day I'd have a girl to give this to. So I've kept the finished quilt top tucked away and recently showed London, my seven-year-old daughter. She loved it. She doesn't know this backstory yet, but one day she will. I asked her to help pick fabrics for the back of the quilt. Here we are in my quilting storage room going through fabrics. What a cute sound from her. Oh, mom, I just love these with the bees. Or mom, can you add this? It matches. See? 
and this and this and that and this. Then she says, Mom, I'm getting carried away. This beautiful back piece with fabrics she loves. And then I made this cute little bag called a charm candy bag. This little lunch bag that I needed as my current bag is falling apart. Well, I should clarify, I'm not much of a lunch eater since switching to the OMAD one meal a day eating regime. But I made this bag with beautiful fab fabrics, silks, and some machine quilting. Cording for the straps and a small pocket inside. And I love it. It's just enough size to fit a water bottle or two and a snack or two if I need it. And those are my projects. So just a touch of finishing for some and get into the finished piecing for others. I'm already using my bag and I'm still working on the plaid quilt top also. One thing about retreats is the stories about these people I love. As you might know by now, I'm a pretty connected person. I like to get to know people on an intimate level. I'm curious and respectful. Brown-eyed Susie, one of the ladies at this retreat I've known for a while. I'm going to refer to her as Brown-eyed Susie. There's something calming about her. I love how she talks. Her voice is solid to me. She's a reassuring person. I really like her. She worked as a porter at the hospital for years, like I mean 30 years, and just recently retired. She's confident and sure of her thoughts. She was working on some quilts talking about her kids. I knew she had kids and was married, or at least I thought she was. Her and her beau have been together for 42 years but never married legally. Her mom was so embarrassed by this that she made up a married date for brown-eyed Susie in the family album. Crazy, hey? Once I got talking to her, she was telling me about her son. He's not in a very good place, has some addiction issues, and has been in and out of jail most of his life. Brown-eyed became emotional, as did I. She loves her son deeply, and is so scared for him and his choices. He tells his mom that he loves the high of drugs and the thrill of the steel. She says to me, he tells me too much and she doesn't want to know these things. She's had to set boundaries, but yet be his mom. Wow, what a hard decision to make. My next quilting friend, I want to share a story about. I named her Southern Belle. I met her years ago at another retreat. She's got blonde hair, bangs, and red-rimmed glasses. She has a huge smile and a very contagious laugh. Her purpose in life is her grandkids and her sons. She has a big Burmese mountain dog that she adores and has, I think she said, has had seven of these dogs through her life. She's traveled with her army husband all over the world and talks about these amazing places she's been, Germany, France, England, Croatia, and more. 
She has a son that suffers with severe schizophrenia, who's disappeared for weeks and months at a time. But she told me a story at the lunch table that will blow your socks off. Listen to this. She has a daughter that was shot by her boyfriend, then shot himself in front of her, and she lived. Southern Belle at the time was living in the Maritimes, and this daughter was living in Ontario. The daughter was struggling with a controlling boyfriend and had finally separated from him. The story goes something like this. She was out one night, and on her way home it was dark. She always circled the blocks around her house, row by row, car by car, looking for his vehicle. In a radius of six blocks, one block circle at a time. She had done this routinely, faithfully. She opened her front door, and he was inside already, waiting. He grabbed her at gunpoint, made her strip down, and then he proceeded to shoot her. Through the neck and out the shoulder. Two bullet, Two bullet shots. She then, still alive, witnessed him shoot himself in her apartment. When the police showed up at Southern Bell's home in the middle of the night, provinces away, she thought they were there to deliver news about her son with schizophrenia that had been lost for many months. But no, they were there to share this news about her daughter. Southern Belle was days away with a husband shipped off in the war somewhere. How do you live through things like this? The story as I'm sitting at the lunch table brought me to tears. Her very daughter was shot and lived and witnessed this indescribable trauma. They both, Southern Belle and the daughter, still suffer from PTSD. It's only been about 10 years. This boyfriend has made a mark, a scar, truly on this young woman's body and her family that will never be forgotten. May not ever heal from it. The next person I've coined the name of the horticulturalist. This lady is a dear friend of mine. She's funny and serious like me. I've known her and quilted with her for many years, like 15 years. We've shared stories about life and work and kids. She was there for me when Jeff had a surgery. She has one son, been married for 30 some years. She's a friend that you can just let go and be yourself with. She's slightly older than me, so I lean on her for advice. She's genuine, thoughtful, and caring. She's struggling with parenting her mid-20-year-old son. He's a bit lost in life. Not really any goals or direction. Maybe no motivation, not sure. He's feisty, and his mom can be feisty back. She helps where she can. He takes what he wants from her. She wants the world for him. She wants him to be happy and healthy and to find his way. 
This is weighing on my friend, the planter. She, like most of us, compares her parenting skills to other people that influence her life, like her siblings, her friends, and her in-laws. In the end, it has to be your life that you are in control of, not someone else's. Her son is in his mid-twenties, going through pre-adulthood. Is this the right word? He needs to find his way on his own. Get a job, get a place, get a goal, ambition, maybe have a passion. My green thumb friend wants the world for him. It crushes her that he can't settle, find his groove, be responsible, have his own life. It's heavy and makes her upset, even angry at times. As parents, we can only do so much. I adore her for her strength and her undenying commitment to her son with boundaries. This plant lady was working on the Tuffet project with me together. She was also working on the beginnings of a t-shirt quilt for her friend that has cancer. Such a purposeful project. Ginger. Do you have any gingers in your life? My friend with her red hair has been through things in life. First she was married, moved, had her first baby right away. Her and her hubby lived in quite a large home, like four or six bedrooms. Then she had her second baby. We're quilting friends. She's always been one of my hugest fans and supporters. Thank you, as I know you're listening. Her husband had a daughter years prior who was now back in his life, and Ginger's by proxy. This daughter was about 16 years old at the time and threw these two parents, new parents, into teenagerhood long before their in due time natural course. My friend was having challenges with this. This teen ended up moving out several months later. Ginger's husband came up to her one day and shared that he was gay. She, as his wife, wondered why he liked the movie Brokeback Mountain. So much, and now she had her answers. You know this friend of mine accepted her husband's way with respect. Obviously, life is taking a crazy turn for her, selling her home, finding her new home, and accepting this change, single motherhood and all. But she respected him. She's been on her own now with both kids. Dad has been around here and there, but not really a staple in their lives. The kids are incredible, smart and established and grounded. One moving off to pursue education dreams, which my friend is sad and excited. The other child still finishing high school, which my friend is grateful she still has one at home. This redheaded friend of mine also just lost 50 pounds on the keto diet, and she couldn't be more proud of herself. I wish the world for her. She has such a neat, grounded personality. She too has a great laugh and the loudest hiccups. Her ginger hair the same as when I met her 15 years ago. Her love for the Beatles has never died. She's true to herself and empowered from what she's been through. This lady travels by herself, like I mean goes on cruises, enjoys bands, and does and goes where she wants. We shared a room. She'd leave the light on for me every night as she went to bed early. Thank you. 
She was working on stitching projects that she discovered she needed glasses now to see, as the project was from several years, several years back. She could see better with glasses. Don't we know how this feels? Green eyes. This lady is upbeat. She's looking for purpose. Most of the gals here know her story. Been a quilter for so many years, but shelved it for quite a few. Likes to gab and connect with people. One lady asked her about her husband's heart surgery. Green Eyes explained what happened and the sadness and anger she went through. How he was just 47 years old and their daughter was not even two. Brown-eyed Susie asked about his health now and they got to chatting about changing their eating and lifestyle. No meat cooked in their house. She was aghast at this, saying her husband would like die if he never ate meat. Such a funny reaction. She was so curious about their pescatarian diet and eating raw vegetables and only one meal a day. Most of the ladies knew Green Eyes' mom, as she would bring her to these retreats also. She too had green eyes, and this pair of green eyes would laugh and have a great time. But then the older set of green eyes wouldn't respond to requests or texts or invitations. This mom would disappear, not being involved, suffering from her own personal traumas. Not be available for her daughter for a while. It's been a few years since this daughter and mother have been together at a retreat, laughing and enjoying. These women knew this feeling. Everyone had a story. This is me and a shortened version of my story. The next lady, I called her Burnt Sienna. I don't know why, it's just what came to me after hearing her story. As we were leaving the lunch table, I noticed on one of the lady's arms that she had this amazing scar covering the entire inside of her forearm. This scar looked like years had passed over it. I said to her sort of secretly as we were walking back to the great room to work on our projects, what happened? She said when she was eight, she dumped a pot of coffee onto her arm and burnt the skin right off. Remembering the pain to this day, like 50 years or so later, how it felt when they were picking the gauze out of the infection. Then she healed. Her parents took her to see a plastic surgeon at, eight, at the age of 13 to have the scar repaired. They were describing the surgery as cutting the skin from the inside of her thighs and grafting it onto her arm. Nope, she didn't want to go through with this pain again or anymore. Sienna accepted her scar. It doesn't bother her. It's just part of her. What would you do? Would you have the scar fixed? There's many other ladies at this retreat, but these are the stories that have sort of stuck with me. This gathering of women who have this hobby in common drives us to be together and share what we are working on. And the cathartic nature of what we do, it's sort of therapy. 
When you are open to a room, receiving the room, they will receive you back. No judgments. Empower each other and build them up. It's so important in life to value the moment and be in the moment. These ladies impact me and change me. They teach me and make me reflect on my parenting style or my choices. The plant lady said to me one of these nights that I am the best mother she knew. Brought me to tears. Do you have a group of people that you cherish? Think of them, whether family, friends, or colleagues. These people make you feel real, grounded, and slightly open to sharing your life, good and bad, with them. These are true people that you need in your life. Tell me about your story of friendships that impact you deeply, or a story that someone told you once that you think about every once in a while. These are the stories that build up our characters. We can reflect, use, and take home to the bank. The loops for this show is provided through GarageBand. Thanks to Jason Schnell for my theme music, Tascam 40. My very own music made just for me. Thanks to Kim, Allison, Pat, Colleen, Kathy, and all the ladies that have inspired my story and taught me, shared with me, and involved me into their personal feelings. Until next Tuesday, thanks for listening. And follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, and share my podcast. I love sharing Tuesdays with you. Reach out to me and tell me your story. This is a Valerie Moss original podcast.